I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, Chris Trapazano on, uh, on CBSSports.com wrote an article about the 2023 draft and how teams should st- should copy Super Bowl champion Chiefs by adding similarly skilled prospects. Well, I read through this. The first thing I noticed is that none of his similarly skilled prospects happen to be Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Let's go get him next Mahomes. I mean, that's so enough. I, I, in that regard, I look, I look at this article with just a bit of a grain of salt. Like, if you don't have Mahomes, does this stuff really work? No. I mean, I haven't read it, haven't clicked on it, but the answer is no. You know, I mean, um, do they have a great roster? No. I, I mean, I think that they have changed their philosophy a little bit during the Mahomes era of we have such a good quarterback. If we can protect him pretty well, we're going to have a really good offense. I'm not certain it matters who the top receivers are as long as we have a star receiver. It doesn't really matter who the running backs are. And that's the mold on offense, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I do think you have to look at that and say, okay, unless you have Pat Mahomes, this might not work for you. If you like, if you're you're trying to have you know build the Chiefs game plan or build what the Chiefs have, but mm-hmm. you're trying to do it with anyone else, Joe Average quarterback. I don't know that right. this works. Right, right, right. I mean, I'm but, sure there's the game from it, but right, I hear you. That being said, his first thing was get an overwhelmingly big left tackle. Now, I don't know that that is necessarily a recipe for success. I tend to think I'm going to disagree with it. I'm not saying it doesn't work. But we we talked a little last segment about where do these teams go from here? You know, the Eagles have a bunch of free agents. Casey doesn't have much. Um, But Orlando Brown's one of them. Yeah. That's a dilemma to me is do I want him to be my left tackle? He's on the franchise tag. Now, you, you know, the chiefs, unlike Philly do not have an early pick. You, the chances of you finding your future left tackle at 31 is unlikely, particularly in this draft. You don't want to trade a bunch of picks to move up. Cause you know, you're going to need them to refin, you know, to keep restocking the supplies. Cause you're going to have so much invested in your stars. So 
do you pay Brown more than he's worth? I, I, I know that's not exactly what this article is going at, but he's not for me. I, I, there's many more styles of left tackles I'd take over Orlando Brown. Yeah. Well, he looks at 22, two 2023 20, prospects who fit the mold of Orlando Brown. Okay. One would be Ohio State's DeWan Jones. The other one is Tennessee's Darnell Wright. Okay. Okay. Both think those guys are right tackles. I mean, could they switch? It's well, that's what Orlando Brown was. Everybody looked at Orlando yep. Brown and said, well, he's just a right tackle. And then he got uncomfortable with that and wanted to go. It's part of the reason he got traded. I, I think either one of these guys, um, Wright or Jones, could probably go to the left left side, especially if that's the day you drafted them. You told them, hey, we want you to practice left, not right. Um, but I don't know that that's the only way to skin a cat in terms of offensive tackles that you want. I mean, but they are big, hulking guys, and no one's bigger than Jones from Ohio State. Yeah. His second thing is find a thick, super experienced center in the mold of Creed Humphrey. Well, first of all, I don't know. Creed Humphrey is super experienced. He was experienced at the college level. I still yeah. think he's I still think he's somewhat overrated. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is one of the top top two, three centers in the league. I think he's maybe in the top five to six. I, I think he gets a little more love than maybe he deserves because yeah. of pro football focus. I think that I think pro football focus loves him, and therefore people who don't know anything about offensive line play say, "Well, he must be good because they say he is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless, okay. Pouncey's overrated too, you know. Yeah, right. that kind of nonsense, right? So his um, twenty twenty three prospects that fit that role: John Michael Schmitz. I say that's the obvious one. Uh, Michigan's Olu Sugan. Olawatami, Timi, or however, however you pronounce that name. Yeah, uh, I had mixed feelings about him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and then Arkansas's Ricky Stromberg. He's a guy we haven't talked about at all. Yeah, I don't know him yet. Okay. So he uh, said those guys those guys have the uh, the same prospect or, or experience level as Creed Humphrey. Okay. Um, a couple notes on that is I remember Humphrey being a three-year starter, which yeah. is big. It's such a mentally and mature position center that I do think experience is quite important. It doesn't mean you have to have it, but it's a nice plus. If you've played a lot of snaps, you've been in charge of your offensive line for two plus years, you're making all the calls. You've seen a variety of defenses. You've played in big games, sort of like quarterback. I mean, I do think experience is important there. Um, I will say the Michigan kid who I can't pronounce his name is considered the leader of the O-line that won the Joe Moore award this past year in Michigan. So I do think that's certainly a feather in his cap and John Michael Schmitz epitomizes this. I mean, I think he's a three-year starter, uh, durable, tough, you know, I mean, I don't, the the thick part is fine, but uh, I think the experience is interesting. They said uh, Humphrey had more than had uh, just over 2,400 snaps in his hmm. career with, with Oklahoma. Schmitz has right under 2,500. Okay, interesting. So, uh, I know Steeler fans still get caught up in the whole Creed Humphrey thing. Right. That year came down to the Steelers. Could they have taken Creed Humphrey? Sure. And right, right, right. When, when we were on the air, you and I were saying, oh, this, this pick should probably should be Creed Humphrey. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think if the Steelers had taken Creed Humphrey there, 
A, Creed Humphrey wouldn't be getting the accolades that he is right now. Probably not. Because he wouldn't have Pat Mahomes playing with him. <laughs> Again, Mahomes yeah. covers up so much stuff that, you know, just. But B, they wouldn't have Pat Fryermuth right now. Right. I think Fryermuth is incredibly important. I think he's, uh, uh, you know, if you if you looked at the plays, again, that the tight ends made, not just in that game Sunday in the Super Bowl, but through over the course of the playoffs. Yeah, it's a great the teams. Point. The teams that had the, the good tight ends continued to advance throughout the playoffs. Yep. It's really been it's a theme for the last five, ten years, too. Gronk and, you know, the, a lot of these great tight ends have won a lot of games. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's an underlooked thing uh, about that position. Like you look at it and say, boy, there's just a, there just aren't very many good tight ends in the league. And then you look into the playoffs and like all the teams with the good tight ends are still playing. Yeah, it, it, it can't be a coincidence. And I don't think you're suggesting Friar Moose the next Kelsey or Gronk, but he could be Goddard. And yeah, probably absolutely. In that year, you know, yeah, that's a really valuable guy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, when you look at that, um, you know, and it is put it this way. If you had Creed Humphrey right now, would you have a starting tight end who is of the same level as Mason Cole? Right. I mean, it wouldn't be Gentry. There'd be somebody else. I'm sure. Somebody else. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, Would you have signed Evan Ingram for 10, the $10 million that uh, your 9 million that he got from Jacksonville? Probably not. Probably not. Right. And he does. He doesn't block anybody anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we did so much draft prep for that and we were, we were high on Humphrey. You know, we knew. Oh, that I, was- I didn't dislike Humphrey. Right, right, right. I just and- think he's sly. I just think he gets overrated because he's just yeah. because, because of pro football focus. Right, right, right. And, and I'm glad you mentioned, because I think we were on the air when the Steelers were on the clock and thought Humphrey seems like a pretty logical pick here. You know, we'd be all happy with that. That makes sense. They need a center. But I think people need to realize, too, that draft class had Kyle Pitts, who was not in the picture at all for the Steelers. We knew he was going to go very, very early. Fryermuth and really nothing else on in, I mean, in terms of tight ends that were impact guys or going to be early picks in any manner. And I know Green didn't work out at center, but there was five or six centers in that class, starting with Humphrey down to Green, that were all intriguing, you know? Right. And, You're and not going to hit on all those guys. Right. They could have just as easily taken a tight, you know, a, a tight end in round three or four and maybe not hit on that guy. Right. You know, that's just a, that's just the reality of the draft. You just don't know. And I'll say yeah. this as well. It's, and it's kind of the Tom Brady argument. If, if the chiefs had thought that Creed Humphrey was, was, you know, the, the, a, the, what he's, what he said to be the, the one of the top two or three centers in the league, he was their second, second round draft pick that year. Yeah. They didn't, okay. they didn't take him with their first second round draft pick. They took yeah. Nick Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I mean, so, he, was not, he wasn't a pouncey like prospect. That's no, he was not a slam dunk. Yeah. Right, right. Right. He was not a slam dunk. One of, one of several good center prospects that year. Uh, okay. So the next thing on here, Find a lightning-charged later-round running back like Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. The guys, I, I who, like that idea. the guys who he say fit that role. Tulane's Tajay Spears. Sure. East Carolina's Keaton Mitchell. I don't know him yet. And Pitt's Israel Abaconda. Mm, that's a good 
the the two that I know of, the Fit and Tulane guys, absolutely fit that bill. I don't think you're going to get Spears as late as they got Pacheco. No, I don't think he's going in the seventh round. Nor, nor yeah. do I think the other two guys will go in the seventh round. Right, 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 right. I don't dislike the idea, though. I mean, Raheem Mostert. I mean, some, I'm just talking about cheap, explosive guys. I mean, everyone in the world knows that the the theory about not investing in running backs. We don't need to go down that road. Everyone's heard that theory. But if you're, I don't mind having the explosive guys that I have very little money or draft picks tied up in because they get hurt. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the most of the world and Mitchell and all the San Francisco guys they've gone. I mean, the hit Pacheco took last night was, oh, <laughs> like Pacheco's a find, but I doubt he's on my fantasy team. And I don't think he, he's not going to be a 250 carry no. guy. I don't think he's long for this world period <laughs> because he takes the beating and, and he little. runs high and he's, yeah. you know, he's not, yeah. he's not built all that. He built more like a wide receiver than he is a running back. Absolutely. So if he's your seventh round guy, great. They'd be smart to draft another one too. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think the Steelers have something similar to that guy. Maybe not quite as explosive in, in Jalen Warren. Mm-hmm. And you got him for nothing. Then you got him for nothing. Right. Similar investment. It probably won't work out this way, but it wouldn't break my heart if the Steelers took one of these backs if it was the sixth round, you know, I mean, just to yeah. add an explosive dude, you know, but I'm not going to use a third round pick on Spears. Which and they might already have that explosive guy in Anthony McFarlane. We just haven't gotten to see as much as him, but the one game that he played last year was good. He he made a, 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 a Isaiah Pacheco like impact. I think he averaged five yards a carry had, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of catches for 20 yards. It, it was intriguing let's put it that way yeah 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 we want to see more uh and then the final thing long disruptive athletic defensive tackle okay like chris jones he said the 2023 prospects that fit that role jalen carter obviously sure bowling greens carl brooks mo moro ojoma from texas and jalen redmond from oklahoma Okay. A couple of those guys I need to do some work on. I don't know that I'd call Brooks that. I mean, he was an edge at Bowling Green a lot. I know he's 6'4", 300 pounds. He's not going to stay on his feet at the next level. But he's not super long. Um, yeah. I am a believer. But the in Steelers also have that already as well. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Cam Hayward epitomizes this. Or, you know. Um, but I remember looking, you know, studying the, the Niners defense. Length and athleticism in their front seven really stands out. You know, Armstead and, you know, just drafting dudes with long arms that can change directions. And I think more and more when I'm looking at front seven players, length and athleticism are higher and higher on my list every year. This is what the Steelers have done for years. Mm-hmm. They've had those six five, six four, six five, six six. Three, four defensive right, defensive right. ends, the Kiesels, the Tuits, the Haywards. I mean, these yeah. this is this has been what they've had. This is what they do. Yeah. I mean, Loudermill. I mean, he hasn't yeah. hit yet, but I mean, yeah, he's exactly that. Yeah. Leal's in that same mold. Mm-hmm. He's not quite as tall. He's six four, but he's still got the long arms and yeah, yeah, yeah. can do some of those things. So they have guys who fit that mold. They don't. So I, when I look at this, um, you know, I. They they don't have the big left tackle, but I think we both agree that that's not necessarily. Yeah, I don't something that you have to have. If you have an ath, if you have a, an athletic 
left tackle, he'll be just fine. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. I don't need an oversized, the biggest left tackle in the league guy. Yeah, I don't... just, well, look, the Chiefs have a 350-pound left tackle. We should get one of those. Right, um... <laughs> right, right, right. How much longer they'll have a 350-pound left right. tackle. Right. I mean, I would, I would change that criteria to an adequate left tackle. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, Orlando Brown's not a superstar at all. I mean, he's, not at all. I mean, he's maybe a top fifteen best left tackle. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, I know that he has rare dimensions, but I would say, despite what they're paying him and despite his reputation, I don't think you need Orlando Pace, you know, to, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, the thick, experienced center. Well, they they, they now have a center. I think, I, I think Mason Cole's a guy that you can win with. I agree. I agree. I also, I think the Steelers would prefer the thick 300 plus pound Michael Schmitz type guy, but the Eagles won a lot of games without, <laughs> with the, with the little short squatty, you know, they, nobody can, athlete, nobody right. can stop them in the, in those third and short or fourth and short situations. Much yeah. like the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers have that part of it down as well. Yeah. They're they talking, they talking about that, the, that Eagle short yard. Oh, this is unstoppable. Well, the Steelers were pretty unstoppable in, in third and fourth and shorts last year as well. Phenomenal, right. In fact, they but, led the league but, in that. So yeah. quarterback sneak or, or big back or moving, just moving people with your front without question. Yeah, they were very good at that. I do like the experience side of things. Thick is up to you. I mean, I think the Steelers would prefer the thicker, stouter guy, just the way they play. But you can win a lot of games with Kelsey. Um, the Lightning charge later around running back. We talked about that. They have one of those. And Jalen Warren, they could add yeah. to that. I mean, again, if, if if Anthony McFarlane hits this year, and, and and people need to understand the reason why Anthony McFarlane wasn't on the active roster was as much about Benny Snell's special teams abilities as anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why he wasn't active at all on game days, except for the one time when Jalen Warren was hurt and, again, did some good things in that game. And then finally, the long disruptive athletic defensive tackle. Well, they've got that. Yeah, they're on top of that. It's funny that what they don't have is Mahomes. About, That's the they don't have Mahomes. Right, right. right. <laughs> thinking of the the running back comparison here, unless they're like a McCaffrey level receiver, I, I did my smaller explosive guys. I am not giving money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can uh, find they, those guys every year in a draft. Yeah, maybe even take one every year. Take a sixth yeah. or seventh round dude that'll run through a brick wall for you that runs a four three and will last eight games. That's what you know the 49ers do that. Yes. And, and they'll they'll take two running backs in the draft. Right, right. I mean, if you look at the backs that they've had on their roster, it's like they just keep cycling through them. Yeah. And it's always the latter of the two. Like they liked Mitchell more than Sermon. And you know, yeah. some, they, they draft a ton of them, which Made the McCaffrey trade odd. You know, they're the ones that go through them left and right. I don't and, think they're going to be doing that this year because they gave up a bunch of picks to get McCaffrey. So, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, it is what it is. A weapon, you know. So that brings me to the question, Matt. So if Patrick Mahomes was on this year's Steelers team, are they a Super Bowl, potential Super Bowl champion? Yeah. I think they I are think, too. I think you could say that about. 20 teams probably i mean he's that good like houston wouldn't be yeah um, right be, you know um but i think the steelers were an easy one because 
the O-line, nobody would say the Steelers have O-line issues. Nobody. Right. And Deontay would have 10 touchdowns on zero. <laughs> you know, would have had 120 catches. You know, right. Firemuth Friar catches, you know, 90 passes for a thousand yards. And, and uh, you know, George Pickens is probably rookie of the year. <laughs> rookie of the year. Right, right, right. I mean, he's that good. You're right. Yeah. And it, all the mental stuff he does now is, I mean, he did a lot at the line of scrimmage last night, too, that a rookie's just in, un, in, unable to do. You know, the he brings the Ben experience with the, the in his prime Ben, you know, there's the other question what pick ben's best year of his career or ben at his peaks of his powers if you were to put him on this year's Steeler class Steeler uh team did they win the super bowl i think they're right in it they'd have been in it yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. that's that's why i look at this and and uh you know i heard somebody making the argument last week when the nfl honor stuff was being announced um can't believe you know people were can't believe Mike Tomlin got votes for coach of the year. They won fewer games this year than they did last year. They won, they won the same amount of games. They had one less time. Right, right. He didn't right. do a good job. They had a rookie oh. quarterback. A yeah, rookie quarterback and lost his best player very, very early in the season. He and won he, nine games with a rookie quarterback starting the majority of your games. Yeah. And I think many teams, I don't say go in the tank or go in the toilet, but easily would have, would not have rebounded the second half of the season after that type of start. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think that the, you know, the arrow is pointed up with this team um, in regards to uh, the play of picket, um, uh-huh. you know, the experience that he got this year. Oh, shoot. I, I just think it's, you know, they're ready to take a step. Could it be, a an Eagles like step. I, I don't know if they can if, if they're going to be playing in the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. The AFC is still loaded. Oh sure, it's, it's not going to be easy. But I think I think they're definitely a, a playoff contender. Much more so yeah. next year than they were this year. Right. I mean, the quarterback play is going to be better. I'm, I'm assuming he stays healthy. I mean, he's going to be a better player in year two than he was year one. The offense is going to look exactly the same in terms of the players maybe add something. I mean, you're going to add something of note and take it from there. I mean, I, I expect them, I, I think a reasonable expectation or progress everyone would be happy with is be a contender, you know, like make the playoffs and win a game or play the chiefs down to the wire in the first round or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Be a See, I don't think that I mean, people, not- if they happen to play the Chiefs in the in the opening round of the playoffs and lost, mm-hmm. or they right. played the Buffalo and lost, people still wouldn't be happy with that. No, they wouldn't. But if it was a game like last night that goes down to the wire, and you just end up on the wrong end of it, okay, you know, I, mean, uh, I just I just don't think I just don't think a lot of people would be happy with that. They would still complain about well, is there Tomlin not winning the playoff game again? Right, right, right. No, you know, no, like no, going no. to going to Kansas City two years ago. Well, just another Tomlin playoff loss. Nobody was beating that team. Right. <laughs> but I'll say this, that Eagles team last year. That's what you look at. Went and got blown out in their first game with a young quarterback yeah. in his first playoff start. And they got they got beat worse than the Steelers got beat. Yeah, with much uncertainty around the quarterback position. Nobody, th- nobody thought Jalen Hurts maybe outside of some people in the fantasy community. Mm-hmm. And even at that, they were looking at Jalen Hurts. Well, he's going to run for 900 yards this year. 
Oh, right, right, right. Nobody saw this version of Jalen Hurts coming. No. I mean, they had a tremendous offseason. They traded for A.J. Brown. I don't expect the Steelers to get that much better with as, as Philly did. Philly's roster went from a B to an A, quarterback aside. Yeah. But Hurts went from a C- minus to an A- minus on his own merit, not just because there's better people around him. Because of that natural advancement. As I always yeah. say, guys are allowed to get better. And, and I I'm think sure Kenny will be one of them. Oh, I, I actually, absolutely. Right. If, if he doesn't throw 20 plus touchdown passes next year and fewer than 10 interceptions, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Then it's time to worry. Right. You know what I mean? Like if he doesn't make that high. kind of progression next year, I, then I'll be, then I'll be worried if it's, you know, 16 touchdown passes and 11 interceptions. Okay. Yeah. Now maybe he's, maybe that's what he is. Yeah. Maybe you look at it and say, maybe he's a borderline starter or, you, you know, who knows? Right. But at this point, I, I think that, the, you know, given how we've seen him, A, manage a game. I, again, I, I don't look too much at the, well, he only he threw seven touchdown passes a season. Some of that, I think, was by design. I don't know that they were asking him to do a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, we'll all admit that they need to score more points. Without I mean, a doubt. Yeah. I and mean, we know all those things. And I expect those, you know, big plays and touchdown numbers to greatly increase yeah but he's not getting the patrick mahomes level no that's the the, to get back to this initial story unless you have patrick mahomes i don't know that everything in this article works that's yeah that's the the boring one because everyone could write it over and over you know yeah but could he be as good a quarterback different style than jalen hurts is i think so i think so as well Yeah. yeah and be effective yeah. Anyways, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And you can subscribe now to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. Matt, it is Mock Draft Monday. Oh, we'll do a little Mock Draft Monday madness uh, when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. 